Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hagan. I'm working at- An Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver-area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on the Chuck and Julie Show. Well, welcome, hey, everybody. Wednesday. Oh, go ahead, Chuck. Chuck's on the road, so you can't see him. So <laughs> This is Chuck from Chuck from Parker. Uh, Chuck Bonnywell, Julie Hayden, uh, Chuck and Julie show, <laughs> straight up, brought to you by. <laughs> it's brought to you by Mountain West Wellness, Advanced Acupuncture and Chinese Medicine with Dr. Jack Schaefer. Also, HappyTrees.co and Denver Senegenics. Um, Chuck is on the road, but he's calling. He's joining us by phone. Had some busy stuff going on today. Hey, at 3.15, we're going to be talking to Casper Stockham, wrapping up our series of interviews with all of the uh, Republican Party chair candidates. Um, so he'll join us at 3.15. But Chuck, did you want to start off? Um, this goes right into what you wanted to talk about. Thomas, our great producer, was just sharing us uh, some pictures from something called the Greater Idaho Movement. Chuck, where Idaho wants to um, absorb parts of California and Oregon and things like that. And, and you've been talking about how, um, you know, we wanted to talk about the national divorce here in a second, although this is not a divorce and it's, a, it's sort of an absorption. But you said, you know, states all around us are going more and more grassroots. Right. And Idaho, I guess, is taking it on steroids now. Yeah. Well, as a practical matter, I've been listening to Dick, our friend Dick Wadhams going on uh, Casper's show, not Casper's show, on uh, Dan Kaplis's show and and various other shows, all decrying that. And he wrote a big article for the for the Colorado Gazette saying no matter who we nominate uh, or actually get elected for state chair, it'll be grassroots person. Therefore, it'll be a disaster. The Republican Party in disaster for Colorado. Yeah, I, like the establishment party hasn't been right. Like they've been doing so yeah. great. They've, they've been doing so great. We've done. You know, this twenty twenty two was just super. We lost state senate <laughs> seat. We stayed house seats. We uh, got slaughtered and everyone. Notwithstanding the fact that he had every one of his rhino uh, candidates right. Um, right. Uh, got in the primary because Democrats uh, went independent and voted in the Republican primaries. Um, including Pam Anderson, who was part of the Zucker Box, um, right. including Joe O'Day, who's an abortion Barbie. And it was going to, um, and, and they would actively campaign against Trump should he become the Republican candidate for president. It's like, I know. Right. Well, and he said he would not support anybody who was a grassroots person, but we ought to unite. And he's going on saying, no, no, the real problem is Trump here in Colorado. When Trump finally dies or, or all memory of him expires, uh, then, then Dick Wadhams and the Rhinos will be ready to come in and and take over. But it's a practical, <laughs> but it's <Yay>. a practical, <laughs> practical matter. Um, the movement in Colorado has happened all around us. You're talking about Idaho. A woman named Dorothy Moon, who was defeated for Secretary of State, uh, grassroots uh, beat the establishment one for party chair uh, over in Kansas. Uh, Mike Brown uh, throughout the establishment chair in Nebraska. Pete Ricketts, uh, who's like Phil Anschutz, very extremely wealthy billionaire who supplied most of the money for the party uh, operations. Um, uh, his candidate was thrown out of office, and Mike Brown, a grassroots person, was was elected. Yeah. 
um, and in Idaho with Dorothy Moon. Oh, Nebraska, Nebraska, Eric Underwood uh, threw out the, the rhino uh, chair. So all around us, um, people are going, no, we're, we're tired of rhinos. We're not going to play the Republican establishment game. Um, and I think we've got a great chance um, with people like Casper and, and Dave Williams and Aaron Brown and Aaron Wood. Um, so I, th- I think it's wonderful that, that we f- will finally um, get some grassroots people and hope they won't betray us. I mean, we've tried umpteen times. Uh, Steve yeah. House from Adams County was supposed to be grassroots. And, um, <laughs> you, 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 we, we had um, Christy Burton, Burton Brown. Brown supposed to be grassroots and uh, they, they prevent um, Susan Becker from Beckman from being party chair. They brought in um, Ken Buck from Washington so he could uh, do two jobs and not really be the chair, not be here at, at all. Um, right. And so it's it's really exciting to time for one. And, and, you know, every publication, because either controlled by the left or controlled by the center left, which is still answers these days, trashes all our candidates, trashes every grassroots person, every radio show, uh, with the exception of, of uh, Randy Ours. Corpins uh, oh, well, yeah, and, uh-huh. and Kim and Kim Munson's. Kim Munson. Uh, tr- yeah, trash the grassroots. So uh, we're just going to have to get used to not being loved. Well, yeah, well, we kind of are, right? Um, and you know, yeah. I mean, you're. you're- you're right. And, and I think so much, some of it, I think in Colorado has a lot to do with the fact that to a certain extent, you know, the, the establishment, they've been in charge for so long and, and we just keep losing, losing, losing. Right. And I think there are a right. lot of people who are like, okay, it's insanity to keep doing it. We don't care if the big donors don't help us. I mean, there's, there's no point, there's no point in having a Republican party if we're not even going to really try to win. I also think though it ties into the general sort of red pilling. Don't you think that's going on? in America. Number one, people who maybe wouldn't have gotten involved in politics, which really are the real grassroots people, right? Like Aaron Wood was saying, he wasn't paying very much attention. And all of a sudden, you're seeing all this transgender stuff going on at schools and at, at, you know, county fairs and things like that. And parents are being slammed at school board meetings, you know, all this kind of stuff. And I think think that has a lot to do with it, too, in terms of the grassroots movement really grew because it really is grassroots. It's people waking up and saying, wait a minute, no, I don't want this. This is what the people here. in charge are trying to do. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, there's no, there's no point in having just one more squishy Republican um, or traitorous Republican. In the case of Chrissy Burton Brown, um, they can't get elected. Uh, if they do get elected, they're feckle and worthless. Um, they're just. Who wants Mitt Romney as their as their senator? Right. Uh, really, you want right. Mitt Romney? Or, you know, Liz Cheney. Um, and I think you know you know you look at what happened to Liz Cheney there, and I think it's right. And I think also in a way, I mean, this is when it becomes dangerous, right? Because again, as we keep saying, there are more of us than there are of them, and that's why in Colorado they're trying to do things like get rid of the caucus, get rid of the assembly, get rid get rid of the primary altogether, because they realize that if they actually let people vote, people will not vote for them. And they, they can't have that. But I think, you know, the, the question is, is where does it go? Does it keep going? Um, where do you see it going? Do you think it will it'll happen here in Colorado, too, one way or another, unless there's some weird, you know, establishment floor nomination, which sometimes we hear rumors of, but then you hear rumors that it's not going to happen. Um, 
you know, and Eric Audlin, I think, is a big question mark. But I will say he says the right grassroots things. I think he has right, establishment right. backing. But um, it looks like Colorado could very well go grassroots as well, right? Well, sure. But then they get rid of the state party by uh, people like Barb Kirkmeyer saying, yeah, we'll get rid of assemblies. It won't matter anymore. You won't, the only way you can get on is with money and the petition. So they're always thinking of, okay, you know, how do we change the rules um, so we always remain on top? And, and they do it, they do it, you know, the Democrats do it to us, and then the establishment does it to us. Um, and hopefully people get sick of it. Um, right. I think they are. I mean, I think there are a lot of, there are a lot of um, county assemblies where grassroots people got elected. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think uh-huh. it's, it's, um, well, it's, and where it's do you, really encouraging. What what do you attribute it to? I mean, I said what I kind of think where it's coming from. Well, I, I think people are paying attention. They're looking at their state party and kind of going, these aren't people who represent what I think. I mean, they're all pro-drag shows and trannies and, and whatever else. I mean, wait, wait a minute. What, what kind of party do we have? I mean, it's always been, party structure has always been a bit hidden from people because it's very... A serpentine, right. as you know, all the rules right. and bylaws and which meeting and, and everything else. Uh, mm-hmm. But all of a sudden, people have started to pay attention. Go, no, no, we don't, we don't want, you know, the commitment to Colorado, which is a bunch of problem about affordability. I mean, they go, no, that's that's not what we want. We do not want Joe O'Day, uh, right. Pam Anderson. Um, I mean, give credit to the establishment. It, it, it is amazing, you know, how the grassroots, we never get any alliances, right? I mean, so in Wyoming, the Democrats, along with the rhinos, control the legislature, same in Texas. Um, right. And, and here in Colorado, they changed the rules so that all of a sudden, uh, independents can vote in, in Republican elections. And so Democrats uh, have whole campaigns to transfer over to the um, independents and then and go right back. Uh, so right. they can control, control everything. Um, and... The fact that, that, you know, Colorado Gazette keeps on running Dick Wadham's articles on, you know, if, if we don't right. have the independents, you know, we can't possibly win and, and we should let the independents choose who our candidates are, especially when they're really Democrat operatives. Pretending right. to be independent. Right, exactly. Well, let me read a couple of comments here. This is from Dr. Donna. Too many citizens have taken up the cry to have only those on the ballot who are electable. What the heck does that even mean? It, it, it means, it means, Dr. Donna, that they have the money to pay the consultants. That's what it means. And that's what the consultants <laughs> want. Um, and then she says, Eric is playing word games, political speak, as he may sound grassroots now, but too many um, forget that he was what he was saying before. Um, oh, and then she's talking about rent control that passed the Colorado House. I've not looked to see if it passed the Senate. It's it's there in the Senate. Uh, well, and that's the kind of thing we're talking about. I think not only are people waking up, but also, though, as the Democrats have gone crazier, and we can talk about the national divorce a little bit later on after Casper, but as they see how crazy things have gone, I mean, you know, th- like they actually really are talking about banning gas stoves. The d- And the Denver mayoral race, the Denver City Council, this is one of the big things that they want to do is they want to ban gas 
stoves, gas utilities, gas things. Now, that, who cares about what that's going to do to host house price, homing price, or housing prices, things like that, right? So they, on one hand, say, oh, we care about affordability. And then on the other hand, they do everything they can to make things so unaffordable that nobody can live in Denver. I mean, but people look at that at rent control, things like that, as the Democrats go more crazy. And they see there are no Republicans standing up for them, right? You know, the, the Republicans just, I, I, I don't know. I, I think that the lack of courage um, and spine on the part of a lot of our Republican elected officials is astonishing. And I think the grassroots, that's why I think you're seeing this resurgence, too, is they're saying, hey, we just want somebody who's going to like Trump, right, who's going to fight for us, who's going to stand up for us um, and, um, you know, who's going to do what they say they're going to do. Kind of minor things, really. <laughs> Well, it, you know, it's it's absolutely true. And, and the state legislature, as Susan Moore has pointed out, is going farther and farther to the left. The Republicans go farther and farther to the left. Um, there, there's only maybe a handful in the House and and two or three in the Senate that are Republicans that you can consider to be conservative. And all the rest are, are rhinos. Right. I mean, they're just, right. they're, you know, I mean, they always were. You know, my favorite one, my Kevin Proel used to be by my favorite one until he went over to the Democratic Party, which made it no more fun. Um, but um, our, our representative, Adam, she's with G- Gabe name. Evans. Gabe Evans. Gabe, Gabe Evans. Gabe Evans. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think here's what people again need to realize. When, you know, you talk about with the open primary, what the Democrats do is – it, they, they do one of two things, either one, they meddle financially to get the weakest Republican to win so they know they can beat them, or they essentially put in what is really just a fake Republican. It's a person who's not a real Republican at all. They just put an R behind their name, and somehow we're supposed to support that person uh, because they have an R there when they've never been a Republican before, right? I mean, and Well, I think as they've been a reporter, you know, all of Weld County is now left wing. All the Republicans in Weld County that have any power are left wing uh, because they've taken over. You know, they they made sure that all the people who were elected because the Democrats couldn't win uh, were very, very liberal Republicans. Right. Um, Right. Well, and I would even say we've seen in other states they're 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 fake. Republicans, right? I mean, we played videotape on our show in other states where got people were saying, "No, I'm a Democrat, but I became a Republican because I, right. I need to be a Republican to run in this race." But no, I'm a Democrat. I mean, they just flat yeah, right. out say that, you know. Um, and well, I say, you know, I mean, I must admit, even Denver. I mean, if you're a Republican, right. you cannot win an office, so you run as a Democrat, um, and you, you know, and that's and so, but the Republicans just just seem to always accept it. So. This is encouraging, I think. I, mean, I think we finally have a chance, and it's it's not that once we win the party, they won't bankrupt it, but I'd rather have a bankrupt party that stands for something than a well-funded party that stands for nothing. Well, exactly. And so I think what you know we're talking about, so who we've talked in the show, we've talked to Kevin Lundberg, um, Dave Williams, Tina Peters, Aaron Wood, Casper. Am I forgetting anybody? I don't think so. Um, and, and theoretically, and again, you know, and 
Um, I, I, Dr. Donna raises the point, and I've raised the point about Eric Godlin too, but all of these candidates are grassroots. And so um, at least they're saying grassroots things, right? Um, and again, they can, once they get in power, they can do anything. But I, what do you think then, let's just assume because, that it goes as, you know, as we think it's going to go, and a grassroots state party chair does come in. What do you think, will the establishment do just exactly what Dick Wadham says? And that's, okay, we're going to pick up all our toys and go home then which good riddance by the way well they'll try to bribe them um or entice them or somehow get them to do their bidding and if they won't then yeah they'll withdraw all their money uh but who cares i mean in fact dave williams said we don't need office space right (laughs) screw the office space um we we don't need you know these people brownstein law firm yeah that brownstein law firm where you know that's that why do we pay them five thousand plus a month you know uh, well, and I think great. people get- will, the smaller donors, and again, it's not the same, but will contribute if they have a party that they can believe in. And like you said, it's encouraging that it's not just happening here. It's encouraging. It's happening in other states around us, um, at least so that are potentially red states, you know. And uh, we're waiting for Casper to come on. I don't see him yet, but that kind of leads me to the um, the whole idea. Oh, you are here. Oh, Casper, I didn't see yeah, you there. I'm sorry. Here. You should interrupt us. So, okay. Do you want to go ahead and turn on your camera? There you are. Yeah. All right. Casper Stockham, candidate for uh, state GOP chair. First, I have to ask you, I saw your Twitter. I follow you on Twitter. Yeah. And I saw you were in an, are you okay? You're in a bad, that's a nasty car crash yesterday, the other day. Yeah, it was pretty bad. The only thing that got hurt in my hand. I oh my gosh. My, I got a, I got a, um, um, with hairline fracture or something like that in my hand. Ooh. Mm. But that was about it. You okay though? Everything okay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's I, was always... in, I was in Fremont County that same night. <laughs> so oh, there wow. you go. <laughs> you wow. know. All right. Well let me ask you, we're gonna well, start uh, out by uh, let me ask you one thing that, that since you know we last I first had you on, I guess. First, yeah, had you, you were on. like the only person. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. you you were you were like the you know, you said, Well, I I mean not be your favorite person, but I'm a real grassroots person in the race. And then all right. of a sudden, five or four other people. Yeah, Chuck and I are going to run lane. out too. Just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's correct. So, so there, there are now more grassroots people in the race, uh, Chuck. And I've been listening to the interviews from the other candidates. And, you know, I've said this on the, on the debate stage. I said, look, there's no bad candidate running for chair right now. We yeah. could all run the party. The difference that we have to realize, uh, and, and Chuck, I don't know if you're going to agree with me or not, but uh, um, I know there's, uh, you know, all the stuff you guys have been talking about for the past 10 minutes. You know, we got all those challenges. You know, the the money could pick up and leave. I'm like, well, okay, we'll see you later because we really <laughs> don't even need the money. We can do it ourselves if we have the the willingness to do $15 a month we can get this handled pretty quick. In fact, we would raise more money with the grassroots, with the you know, with the average Republican voter than big money ever even dangled in our in our face. So, uh, you know, but we have to do outreach. It comes down to outreach and and uniting. And nobody, and you guys know this, right? We've been standing shoulder to shoulder on a lot of these issues. You guys know I'm the only one that even understands outreach enough to do it. I'm doing it now, but I, I mean, I could do it on a, on a statewide scale pretty quickly. 
Well, and I'll say this, Casper, to your credit, you've been talking about outreach. I don't know how long we've known you years. (laughs) And not only, and I would say this, not only talking about outreach, but, but doing outreach. You've complained about the fact that, and you're talking about outreach and, and communities where minority communities, communities where normally the Republicans go, don't go. I mean, you have been doing that in Denver. So talk to folks because, because you're not just saying that. And, and I I want to give you a Let me add one thing because Casper and I were on the executive committee together yeah um yeah. and and priscilla was saying you know i, I want to do outreach but i need i need a budget and right. so she very modestly proposed five thousand dollars so she could travel around the state doing outreach uh yeah. and and uh priscilla just kbb killed it kbb yeah. killed yep. it. she yep. just made sure that we she actually... had no money no money and exactly. and so that's that's how much outreach the republican party up to now has been willing to do. <laughs> right, right. You know, we all, um, I think we had a majority of us voted for it. And, um, Chuck, myself, Randy, and, and others voted for it. And then two days later, we get an email from the chair saying, yeah, you know, we didn't follow a procedure. It has to be, any budget item has to be uh, um, proposed by the chair. Otherwise, it's not valid. <laughs> So I'm like, okay, well then make it valid. You're the chair. You're the chair. (laughs) Well, let me have you explain to folks, because you've been, like I said, and I just think it, 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 People need to understand, you don't just talk about it. You've been doing it forever, for years. Yeah. So, And yeah. I know you've been active in the Ethiopian community in the yeah. Aurora area. What kinds of stuff me, have you been doing and would you continue to do if you were elected yeah. chair? Yeah, yeah. Let me explain t- to the folks what outreach actually looks like. So first of all, we need more youth involvement in our party. We have young Republicans who uh, have formed uh, um, organizations like the Colorado Young Republicans, the high school Republicans, but they're kind of floundering because there is no real connection to the actual GOP. Right. I was at the Colorado Young Republicans relaunch because they tried this a couple of times. There's a relaunch uh, last week. I was the only candidate that was there. Uh They like my plan because my plan engages them immediately in this process. I want to form several nonprofit organizations and they could be one of them to where we actually go out and do good works in the community. And then I go to the big money that's still left. You know, there's some, there's some good big money people out there like um, Steve Shook down in Colorado Springs and Steve Wells up in, um, in Weld County. So we can reach out to them and say, look, we have 20 young Republicans that are going out to do X, Y, Z in the community. Um, you know, we just need a couple of bucks, 5,000, 10,000, whatever. And then that will help us raise some money for the party as well, doing that, right? So that's just one element. Also, I've reached out to Scott Presser because, you know, we've been talking about um, legal ballot harvesting and, and Chuck has a lot of knowledge on that as well. Well, guess what? I'm the only candidate that actually has started to do <laughs> the, the the actual groundwork action. laying the groundwork right. yeah exactly so i reached out to scott pressler and talked to him through on twitter i said scott i am pretty sure this is before all these other people got into the race i said look i'm pretty sure i'm gonna win this thing so um i want to bring you out i want to bring you out to um colorado and i want you to start teaching us how to legally ballot harvest in colorado so we'd have scott presser we'd have um chuck and myself because i know how to do it as well but the piece that all of my opponents don't get, I think Chuck does, but but the others don't, is that 
you can't just walk up to somebody's door, uh, you know, right. uh, uh, two days no, before the election, no. knock on the door and get the ballot. No. Right. You no. have you have to form that relationship. You got to be out there already so they right. know you. And that's that's why Scott has been so successful, because he started out picking up trash in the neighborhood. Right. And they said, what is this six foot tall something gay do? Why is he picking up trash in my neighborhood? And he was in there so often that they got to know him. Right. And he said, you know, while we're here, we might as well register them to vote. <laughs> so, And he's <laughs> registering them to vote, um, some Democrat, but some Republican. So he's he, he's increasing the numbers. And then he says, while we're here, we might as well do some ballot harvesting. <laughs> but he could do it because they saw him. Right. We can do the same exact thing here, but it's going to take somebody who understands that Right. And can and can implement those strategies, okay? Right. And then, and I'm sorry to ramble, but I've been no, I've been no. That, this you is guys. your time. We want to give you okay. all the time you need here. Okay, go ahead. And th- and then also, um, I have been in the African uh, community, Ethiopian community, and the Black community. Now, what the challenge we had in the past with Derek Wilburn as the vice chair and Steve House as a chair, they were going into the Black community. And and I know some of you listeners may not understand the different dynamics going on there, but the black community is firmly in the in the in the grasp of the Democrats. Okay. In fact, most black pastors aren't Christian pastors; they're Democrat pastors. Right. <laughs> so so um, Derek and Steve tried to tried to reach out to these these folks, and there was some buy in. You know, they were kind of uh, agreeing, but they just weren't moving off the Democrat dime. So what we have to do is start with the people who are most like us in, in ideology, um, 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 you know, uh, um, um, family values, conservative, all that stuff. Well, that's the Ethiopian community. And there's 12,000 of them that vote. So they endorsed Heidi and Danny's campaign this last cycle. They've endorsed me as the chair going into this uh, uh, race, because if we, Firmly uh, secure me as chair. The the Ethiopian community now is the tip of the spear. So then, what happens is they go out to the rest of the African immigrant community who also vote, right? But they lean Democrat. See, so the the Ethiopians lean Republican. The rest of the African immigrants lean Democrat. And this is this is the dynamic that none of my opponents even understand. Right. So so then the the Ethiopian community gets us into the African immigrant community and that will lead us back to the black community. Right. Now, that's a long way around to get that vote. Right. That's, but that's that's but years that's, in the process. But that's brilliant, though, Cash, because like you say, the Democrat and, and tell me if I'm wrong, but I think some of these pastors, they have sort of a vested interest in some of these Democrat policies. Right. A lot of them get funds and grants and things like that. So what you're yeah. doing that's brilliant is you're just going around them. And again, you're just going to you're going to go around them and then eventually come back in through the grassroots. You don't need to talk right. to the pastor if you're talking to the right. actual people in the pews, basically. Yeah. We're going to we're going to do in the in the um, black community what Trump did in the Middle East. He he, he just bypassed, you know, the <laughs> Palestinian and went to the UAE and said, hey, hey, look, this is a business deal. Right. And he signed Abraham Accords that went around those right. folks. And now he's coming back. Well, I mean, so anyway, the Hispanic community, though, is the immediate low hanging fruit. We can get a lot of the Hispanic community leaning in our direction, but we have to be um, have some meaningful outreach. Now, thank goodness, 
Greg Lopez decided to to join the uh, I mean uh, to become the president of the Colorado, Colorado Hispanic Republicans. Okay. He is serious about getting the Hispanic community on board with the Republican Party. So between me as chair and him as the uh, the president of the Colorado Hispanic Republicans, I believe in one cycle we will see measurable Hispanic uh, involvement and engagement with the Republican Party. So so that means that literally, you know, by 2024, we could start winning some elections again. We could, we could, yeah, we could secure CD3 so that it's not going to potentially fall into the hands of the Democrats. And we can win in CD8 and even some others. And, you know, and then we can start looking at the, um, you know, the next Senate race coming up and so forth. But there's a lot to this, guys. And, and, And I've been training for this for 10 years. And like I said uh, a couple of weeks ago, I may not be the candidate that people want, but I'm definitely <laughs> the one that we need, um, you know, this time. Well, and let me let me tell you this, too. I mean, a couple of things you said that I really like. When I was at the TV station, we had to do what essentially what you're calling community outreach. I think we call it community service or something like that, right? But you had to go out and you had to do the coat drives and you had to do this and you had to do that because the TV stations pay marketing companies bazillions of dollars to to make them realize that, hey, when you go out in the community, what do they say? People don't care how much you know you until know, they know how know. much you care. Exactly. And so you do that. And then the theory is, of course, and they will watch your TV station but it's the exact same thing and not only that you actually do accomplish some good things and i think that's a good point you're hitting a demographic there in particular that wants to do meaningful stuff has the time and energy to do meaningful stuff and it's exactly Mm -hmm. like you said they're out there so then it makes it easy for them to to stay in touch with that community and then come election time like you said you're not just showing up the day the ballots drop with some stranger i mean you're there right and the same with the, the outreach that you're doing so that's those are great ideas i think yeah. And the, and the Democrats have been doing this forever, but oh, yeah. it's not new. It's not right. something I, I created. Right? right. The Democrats have been doing this forever. They right. are there. OK. When I go to, you know, to a Democrat a, a, a meeting, like a, um, a community meeting, NAACP or whatever, the Democrats are there. Right. When I right. go to Colorado Black Women for Political Action meeting, the Democrats are there. Well, right. It doesn't matter. Planned Parenthood is there, too. Right, right, and, right. And a lot of other nonprofits. Uh, well, so, let me ask you, yeah. that's a great plan. And I want to ask you, because, and I know we've, you know, talked about you with this before, but just for if folks they haven't heard. So some of the big questions we've been asking the other guys are, um, you know, open and closed primary. Um, well, let me just, your position on that. Yeah. So um, um, I have been a part of the process of trying to close the primary for several years, just like you guys have as well. You know, we've done fundraisers. I was on the lawsuit. So obviously I definitely want to close the primary, but the challenge with closing the primary. Now, the good news is when our primary closes through the lawsuit, so does the Democrats. So that's the good news. The bad news is the Democrats are going to say the whole time that we are trying to uh, exclude minorities. You know, we're, we're racist. We're, I mean, they're going to come up with all kinds of names for us. So we need to be prepared for that. And make right. sure we're pushing back against that and not allowing them to put us in this crazy, crazy corner with right. them closing the primaries. Right. Exactly. Uh, Let so, me interrupt you one second. I just I, I don't mean to be distracting, but we've lost Chuck. So, Thomas, if you want to go ahead and call Chuck back, <laughs> then do that. Okay. Here. So, yes. Um, hello? Oh, you, OK. He's back. Oh, OK. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, no, Jasper, that's- hey, I want to ask you this, Casper. Uh, yes, I mean, I yes, think sir. what you said before was true that, you know, we've got a lot of grass, great grassroots people up there and i certainly was mm-hmm. 
impressed by our array when we went to the Republican Hispanic uh, yeah. debate. Um, yeah. How do we, you know, whoever becomes chair, how does he <laughs> you truly use the talents of all the great people that are running? Uh, because as you know, well, what they usually do is they, like they did to you, they, they appoint you to the executive committee and then make sure you never <laughs> <laughs> get heard from again. You know, yeah. Oh, yeah. Never, and if you do get heard from, they say, uh, you, you know, you can't, you can't vote for $5,000, uh, because, uh, uh, here, here's some, only the chair can do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so are you asking me if, if I'm not the chair, how would another chair do it? Is that what you're asking me? No, if you were no, the chair. I mean, if you were the chair, how are you going to oh. help employ the talents of the people you oh, that's defeated? Easy. That's easy. I, it's in my plan, in my written plan, by the way. That's how you had a written right. plan? Right. So, <laughs> with some acronyms. <laughs> with that, exactly. So um, um, what, what any chair needs to do, um, but I'm probably the only chair that would do it, is we need an outreach committee. And a chair can create as many committees as they want, right? But we need an outreach committee that's actually focused on the things that I'm talking about. So even if I'm not the chair, Eric or, or Dave or whoever, Tina, they need to form an a outreach committee and take it seriously. You know, they asked the question at the at the forum on a scale of one to ten, you know, where does it fall? And I'm like, it's at 11. And, you know, we're, we're at the, the end of the game here. If we don't do this, it's over. Well, some would already say it's over already, but I'm just saying, yeah. you know, we have to do this. So outreach committee one, and then I want to hire at least one outreach um, director or coordinator, you know, whatever the title is, somebody that that's their job. Now, initially, we won't probably have the funds for a full-time person. But we can definitely hire a part-time person pretty pretty quickly. Here's what happens in the past. So the RNC, during election time, they pay for an outreach director, Hispanic outreach director. Normally, it's somebody from out of state. We yeah. don't even know who they are. <laughs> you know, Some little snot-nosed kid, 20-something years old in college. Right. Um, they come into the state and it's supposed to be the director of outreach. <laughs> they don't know anybody in in the in the state, right? They barely speak Spanish, <laughs> and they're supposed to be our director. Right? right. So so the GOP, the state GOP says, Oh yeah, we got an outreach director coming <laughs> into the state. And they act like that's some kind of big thing. It you have um alienated and humiliated all of our Hispanic leaders in the state by bringing in a 20 something year old from out of state. That's going to tell us how to do Hispanic outreach. Yeah. That's, that's embarrassing. So we need to have our own Hispanic outreach person start out part-time and then we'll go to a, a full-time once we have the money. What about, let me ask you about, cause another question we were asking everybody is, you know, you've seen the Senate bill 101. Kent theory has said he wants to, to try to get rid of the assembly process in the caucus. Your thoughts on that. Yeah. So I, I, I've only gone through the caucus and assembly process. That's my favorite way to, to get onto the ballot. I consider that to be the most grassroots way. I've heard Barb Kirkmeyer argue that, you know, ballots are more grassroots than that. I'm totally opposed to one-on-one. Um, it died in, in uh, right. you know, the kill committee, but it's probably going to raise its head through some kind of a ballot measure or whatever. We need to be mindful of it. But if we start getting this train moving fast enough, it really, 
we will just run over all that foolishness. We'll get back to where we're a viable party again. People are excited. The youth are involved. The uh, um, Hispanic community is is super involved. And we get and by the way, not just get them involved so they can vote. We want more Hispanic candidates. We want them trained and running for office. And we want to be able to support them like Ryan Gonzalez, uh, you know, when he was running in, in, um, in the CBA area. You know, we need to be able to do more of that. And and my endorsement list looks like America. My <laughs> opponent's endorsement list looks like the grand old party, right? There's not a whole lot of change. But uh, I got um, Jerry Natividad, Solomon Martinez, Pete Royball. Um, and I have some white people in there, too. Right there in the door. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. You can't have diversity. You got to no, no Scott, no Scott Adams and stuff here. Well, let me, yeah. I, I guess, Chuck, do you have any more and, and any other questions to direct? Specific? I mean, because. But you there? But Chuck is on the phone and glitching, maybe. Yeah. OK, well, let me cast for just. Well, just, we got, well yeah, oh, I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Um, okay. Great, Chuck. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's 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 going to be a battle royale. Do you have a whip count yet of how many delegates you you you've uh, you've got? Um, I don't. Um, and um, here's what's going to happen, though. First round is going to be Casper. First round, fifty-one percent, fifty-one, fifty percent plus one, <laughs> and we're done. Because what's the point? <laughs> All right. Really? All right. Well, that's really, what, easy enough. What, what what is the yeah, point? Sorry. Look, look. I love Tina, but what's the point of electing Tina? She's not going to bring any unity to the party. You know, it's going to be a, a, a dumpster fire, right? I love the other folks, but they're not going to bring the 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 outreach piece, the unity piece that we need to move forward. So, and Eric's done, right? He's he's being supported by Corey Gardner and and Scott Gessler and the, you know the rest <laughs> of the swamp. So he's done. Aaron is too new to the process. Really good guy. Super good yeah. guy. I, I want to bring Aaron in. Okay. Cause he's, yeah, he's, he's a sharp guy. guy. Yeah. He's a sharp guy. I want to bring him in, but the rest of, I don't even know why they're in the race. Right. Because I, I support everything <laughs> they support. And, and if, if they're not there, I can still move forward and do my outreach. But if I'm not there, they're going to have to reach out to me or Priscilla or somebody to do outreach. So with me, you get the entire package. With them, you get bits and pieces. And you get a nice person. <laughs> well, let me get that. Okay. I was going to final. That was that was pretty much summed, your, summed it up for you. Um, any other final thoughts? And then again, like I've been asking everybody else, where can people go to find out more or help? Or, and, and I know, you know you're good about this kind of stuff. So uh, final thoughts and yeah. then where to find you. Yeah. My final thoughts are, look, folks, I've been, I've been uh, um, training for this job for 10 years. I attempted it two years ago. I came in third, threw my support behind Christy, and she obviously won. And and nothing that changed. Mis- that was a mistake. <laughs> yeah. Well, as opposed to what voting for no, Scott? No, I know we supported her too. We supported I, I, her too. I, you know, it's, we it's, can't it's, it's Harry Carey. We all we all should, all should have killed ourselves. Uh, <laughs> no. But, you know, I, it's like it's like either Scott or Christy. So most of us wanted Christy over Scott. Right. right. And yeah. and had yeah. I had to do it over again, by the way, because because Dave supported Christy. Right. He should have supported yeah. me, but he supported Christy. So um, had I had to do over again, I probably would have still voted for Christy because I, I, don't, I would. I, I would. Not after I watched what she did to the party, I would not. As bad as okay. Scott Kessler can be, he could not have been as bad as Christy Bird. No human being. 
of, well, of any gender or race or color or, or religious cisness. preference could have been worse okay. than Christmas. Right, but okay. let, let Casper okay. finish up. Give, give, yeah, give yeah. me two okay, years. Ahead, give me two years. I will prove to you what I'm what I've already been laying out, and then after that, I will gladly support any of these other awesome people that aren't going to make any change. I'll just you know. <laughs> concede to them after that but give, give, give me two years to show you what i'm talking about you can go to casper4colorado.com that's f-o-r colorado.com i'm going to finish this race strong if you are a voting member you're going to be bombarded by me uh with with um voicemail messages text mail messages um i i'm having fun if you haven't noticed yet <laughs> <laughs> and you're injured. So yeah, I'm injured. And you're injured. Yeah. You won the war. Sympathy vote. Sympathy vote. Sympathy there you vote. Go. <laughs> All right, Casper. As always, it's always so wonderful Great to have, have you, you on, Casper. Your time. Yeah. Appreciate it. All right, guys. Take care. All right, there, Casper Stanko. Um, and that, and unless somebody else announces here in the next couple of days, that pretty much wraps it up. <laughs> Um, you know, they, I think, Chuck, you're absolutely right. Casper would be good. Dr. Sanders saying thank you, Casper. Um, you know, there's stuff about, I mean, we're reading here stuff about um, other people. And, you know, I don't think we don't because I want to move on to a different little topic. But I, it's going to be I think you're right, Chuck, in that that there are, uh, there's a lot of reason to be glad uh, rather than being like, oh, God, who are we going to vote for? Who's who's the, you know, the, yeah, the least. Yeah the least bad person. Now we've got, now right. the hard part is, is there's several good people and which is the one that you think would be best. And that's a good yeah, place to be, I think. I, well, can I Dick say Wattles hates all the candidates. You're in good shape. Right. And somebody wants to pop yeah. in. Sure. Yeah, it's, it's Jacob again. Mr. Oh, hey, Jacob. Okay, two things. First of all, this Lori Lightfoot deal that she lost, it, it's, it's, it may be a positive thing for the Republicans because she was known for cheating and, and, uh, yeah getting out the the, the vote that no you know the dead people vote in chicago well so the, the prison inmate good. vote i think she had the guards trying to get the prison inmate vote as well yeah. right yeah. the second thing is i hear everybody oh they're all excited about ballot harvesting i just want to make a suggestion what they should be doing now is the party should get a copy of the voter rolls from against the secretary of state get them sorted by county and then sort them by how uh, how often the person votes, whether you know they vote constantly or they don't vote at all or in between. And then you take all the people that don't vote at all or vote rarely, gather all those addresses and run a test with the post office to see if they're still living there. Right. Meaning, meaning uh, they'll get if, if they were to mail out something, would it be bounced back? I think right. that's that costs about thirty five bucks. OK. Then if you know that these addresses are, are bad or the people aren't there anymore, then you go and you send the new mailer, just mailers saying, you know, you're not registered to vote. And then get them to register to vote and then get this all gathered in by the time you have the school board elections and then run a test. Right. And then again, and canvas, but canvas backwards, canvas to the people that haven't voted yet, as opposed to the people that vote often. Now, you know, I've been saying that for a while, Jake. I mean, there's a number of facets to it. Casper has one, that to go yeah. to communities, you need to start building the relationship with these communities. Right. Now, that's how they do it in California, and it works, right? 
Um, But I think you're also right. We need to. So often all we do are call the people who we know are going to vote because they voted in every election since 1960. Right. Um, Those people we could probably trust and they should be our lower priority. But I think you're right. You need to start reaching out because the Democrats do. My daughter um, was a registered Democrat for a while. She keeps reminding me she's not anymore. But she was registered here at my house. Right. And the Democrats Mm -hmm. in 2016 knocked on the door every other day. They showed up at Halloween, for God's sakes, trick or treating, looking for her. Right. And Mm -hmm. when I said, well, she was out of town, they're like, well, when will she be back? And they came back. So you're absolutely right about that. We need to go. And she doesn't she doesn't vote. I don't think that much. So we need to be I think you're right. Identifying the people who, um, you know, who who might vote for us. And the second and the second thing is, is that when you get those cards back that, you know, when you run that test and you say and they come back, the post office says these people don't exist at these addresses anymore then get an affidavit to that. Then you got to go to the secretary of state and right. she's got to pull them off the voter rolls. Well, theoretically she won't, but no, you're absolutely no, no, right. Yeah, no, she no, doesn't no. have to that's, do anything. But, yeah. yeah. No, 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 that's, awesome. that's postal fraud. Right. Okay. She doesn't care. That. She's great right, at postal yeah, fraud. That's, yeah, that was their minor in college. <laughs> Jacob, let's let you go. That Those could are be, great but, ideas, but Casper's but they have, but they have the government. And then, and then who's going to indict her? Phil Weiser. <laughs> yeah. what? So no, no. The, the U.S. attorney, the U.S. attorney, and there could be any. U.S. Oh yeah, attorney yeah. Who, who pointed no, that want. guy? No, but Jacob, you're right. Joe you got to try to do something. You got to try to do <laughs> yeah. something with that. I and you want, All right, Casper, go ahead. Casper. I, I want, I want Jacob to form form a uh, organization, nonprofit, or whatever, and do that. Right. So yeah. we need to stop having people tell us all this wonderful stuff and start doing. Right. I That's what you that. need to do. I, when I ran, okay. when I ran for clerk and recorder in two thousand seven, I ran a test to see who who's still there in the well. This was only the city and county of Denver. Who's still there? And it cost me thirty five bucks. And they sent out a, 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 I guess they call it a, a pulse or something. They just send it out, and it comes back. And the post office sends me a list of everybody who's moved, who's who has a trans, who has a forwarding address, and who doesn't have a forwarding address. And if they didn't have if they had a forwarding address outside the county or even outside their their uh, district, not their district, their, um, you know, where, you know, from where they voted because it, right. it changes Precinct. the ballot. Yeah. It changes the yeah. ballot. That's postal then fraud. I'm, OK, then, postal. yeah. Then what I'm going to do is I'm going to assign you to the election integrity <laughs> task force uh-huh. and, and you and. And then on that task force, I'm going to give it power to look into all the stuff you're talking about so we can really get to the bottom of it. And one more yeah. one more last thing. Uh, um, we're going to do ballot harvesting so well, the Democrats are going to make it illegal. Right? Yeah, we're, that we're is the key. I agree with you that too, Gasper. The instant we start ballot harvesting as well as they do, they'll make it illegal and we won't have to worry about it. All right, Jacob, great concepts. Great idea. Right. Okay, Thank good luck. You. All right. Have a great um, day. Bye. Um, that, let's see. Okay. So Chuck, we've only got about five more minutes. You want to switch real quick to the national divorce idea? Well, it's interesting. And Marjorie Taylor Greene, to a great consternation of, of the left, said we should have a national divorce. And, and of course, in a lot of ways, we're already doing a national divorce. Right. I mean, all those people fleeing from, Cal- from California and New York and other places to, to, uh, Texas and Florida and Tennessee, um, people don't want to be governed by Democrats. And right. a place like Oregon, as you pointed out, you know, the rural Idaho, voters yeah. can't overcome the Portland one, so they want to get away with them. We all want to get I mean, it, it, 30 years ago, if you told me, yeah, we want a national divorce, I said, no, I mean, you know, I love the arts, well, and I love the and museums, I, and I love, 
Well, they politicize all those. And so, yeah, get me away from these people who want to chemically castrate our kids. And, and, and this idea of children's entertainment is a drag show. Uh, I right. mean, how do I get away from these people as far as I can? So I, 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 I think we should. Oh, I, was gonna say, I don't know logistically what that would look at, but I was thinking about this too. And I think sort of from a theoretical point of view, I mean, you think about what a marriage is, right? In a marriage, there always has to be give and take, right? You has to be a certain amount of live and let live. But the Democrats, if you're married, you know, in this marriage that we sort of have here, yeah. the Democrats it's are abusive. like, it's 100% us and 0% you, right? There is no, and that's, right. I think, Republicans, we got to realize, there's no, like, when the people, the rhinos talk about unity and reaching across the aisle, there is no reaching across the aisle. I mean, because I was thinking of this, how do you reach across the aisle when they're crazy? When their idea is to cry, it doesn't matter what the facts are. We've seen that, right? Hunter Biden laptop, COVID, you can just go down the list, Russia, you know, the Russia hoax. It doesn't matter what the facts are. It doesn't even matter what common sense is, right? Like, does it make common sense to put male sex offenders who suddenly tell you that they're a female in jail with female inmates, rapes two of them, and then we put them back in. I mean, that doesn't even make sense, right? But they don't care. You can't have a relationship with a group of people who, you know, no common sense, facts don't matter. And not only that, they just, they want to crush you and destroy you for disagreeing. I mean, you would never stay married to somebody like that. Well, you might, but you shouldn't. Right. And so I think you're right. The, the, I know a thing or two about this. The concept is there. And, and, and the more I thought about it, it's like, how do you have a relationship? I mean, look at this bill that we had. What do we have? Um, Stephanie Luck on talking about it, where she was proposing a bill. So Colorado, we have God awful late term abortion, abortion up until the moment of birth, literally. Right. So if you want to have an abortion, then she would wanted to pass a bill that would said, OK, at least. Let's give the baby some pain medication before we brutally yeah, right. kill it. Right? As and we're, they as we're no. killing him. Right. They Humane execution. No. Yeah. Right. It's right. like, how can you right. have a relate? There, there is no middle ground there, right? If these people right. are like, no, right. kill the baby and give the mother pain medication, right? But don't give, I mean, yeah. how do you have a common ground with that? I mean, how do you have, you look at some of these homeless, the unhoused and, and all the craziness about that is there's, there's not common ground there. They, I mean, they've gone crazy, I think, and lost their mind. And again, in a relationship, there has to be give and take. And if there's not, then you have what they call irreconcilable differences. Well, that's just a good phrase. Uh, That's what we have with the, with the, with the left is irreconcilable differences. And we just got, you got away from them and, People are trying as hard as they can, you know, you know, and even Nevada said, hey, we don't want any more California people. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so that becomes a question. So what do you think? I mean, logistically, what does, you know, it's, it's the same thing as a marriage. OK, so let's say you're the person who's like, you know, I'm the abuse spouse here. You know, this other person is crazy. We have irreconcilable differences. And then you get into the nitty gritty of, well, what does that look like? Right. Who gets custody? Who gets the possessions? Who lives in the house? Who moves, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And, and maybe you have plebiscites in each state on which which of the two they'd like to belong to. And and uh, maybe you have to have some no man's land uh, somewhere in, in uh, I don't know, Missouri or something, which demarcates the two the two sides. Um, but you know, once you once you decide to get a divorce, that's a big decision, right? 
how you divvy up yeah. all the assets. Well, that's, you know, that's, that's, you know, that's a good that's, point because then you quit wasting time trying to reconcile. That's a really good point. Again, I know a thing or two yeah. about this. Once you actually decide to get a divorce, <laughs> you, you agree. We have irreconcilable differences. You quit arguing with them about stuff, right? <laughs> right. Say, right. Just, know, just get out of my and, life. You're right. Uh, wouldn't it like, be okay, great if you could just say to Democrats and, and polis and just get out of my life. <laughs> yeah, not answering your call anymore. You know, and I'm canceling yeah. you. I'm deleting you from my Facebook page. I'm, so, I'm blocking you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, so we'll say we run out of time. Um, we're going to have um, Scott Powell on on Friday. He's a national commentator and author. I'm um, talking about the fact that the Biden administration, in its infinite wisdom, has decided in the next pandemic he's not going to take emergency control. He's going to give it to the World Health Organization so they can. They can tell us what to do because yeah, that's state, right. We'll be in good shape then. Yeah, we can't be trusted. Um, and on all kinds mm. of other stuff going on too. So, um, Chuck, great job today by the phone. Um, thank you to Casper <laughs> Stockham, everybody on Zoom, and the great guys at BBS. We will see you all on Party Friday. All right, take care.